0: with candle art to spark trolls and charge tolls to cross worlds your bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest stores and stores legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's ore. a grand theft
1: of elder scrolls simon's quest to toe and earl rocket shoes to every
0: clue easter eggs and gaming news the potus need some bad dudes to crash a crew like bandicoot all shit and gaming and glitched control issues
1: English control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all. This is control issues. I am the AMC.
0: And this is a dub. You can find us at control issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider Wherever that may be, look for, download, subscribe to rate and review control issues. Head on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure. And go on over to Twitter. My control issues is the handle. We're not a fake bot account. So we're not holding up the deal. That's on me, Elon. AMC, how you living?
1: Living well, A hey, living well. This uh took two weeks off. Everybody was sick in my house about a week ago. So it was uh I just needed some time to rest and recover. Everybody just laid up watching cars all day, watching planes all day. <laughs> The movies, the movies, not the uh, actual just sitting on the sidewalk watching people drive by and fly by. Um, yeah, and then uh, recovered this week. Watched as I mentioned to you in the pre show, I watched that Doctor Strange and the, the the madness of multiverse of madness, Marvel Madness Part Two. Um, it was awesome, really loved it. Um, I'm so jealous. It's so good. It's so good. You should, yeah. you should get an opportunity. Go and watch. So a couple of things changed pandemic wise. So I over here, I have my uh, my my go to theater is the ArcLight over here in uh, the Torrance area. Um, so that, that was always the go to. As Marissa mentioned, it was just it was the perfect clientele as far as like people go there everybody nobody nobody's coming out of pocket in the middle of the movie just fucking yelling at the screen uh there's not a lot of cell phones going off or people checking cell phones that's the best out of the corner of your eye uh it's like you know it it was it was was a perfect group of people to go and watch a movie with like as if you're at home and things are you know just nice and chill um so go to buy my tickets first time I'm going to go see a movie since the pandemic started. I go to the Arclight, I find out that the Arclight has gone into bankruptcy and no longer exists. All Arclights, Ooh, wow! <laughs> yeah, all Arclights. So, the entire just Arclight and I think it's like Pacific something. Um, that entire chain, no,
0: not Pacific,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, they, I think they said like Americana, like a couple of places, like had like a, uh, like Arclight or Pacific theaters, yeah, man. So, um, I know that amc bought a couple of those theaters and then the rest are kind of just on hold until somebody buys them out or maybe well, arc light comes back in some way shape or form but um because that was a big deal there was like that hollywood arc light that was either was it this cinerama dome that's like very famous in the la areas and that one obviously shut down but i think oh. that, one, that one got bought out i think by amc so at least it's it's back up in some Some form. I
0: don't remember what movie I went to go see over there. This was it was like one of the last movies I saw pre-pandemic. It might have been um, what is it? The Last Jedi. Okay, yeah, or something like that, or whichever the uh, episode nine is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so went there. Went to, I wanted to go see a movie there. Found out that that place is closed, so I had to scramble. Found went found another place. There's this AMC near me, so I went there. And you know they're actually not bad. It's just there's a lot of uh, teenagers because it's like a mall. Oh, so, Jesus. Like it's it's a lot of like teenagers in theater. So oh, I'm am I'm a, a, a grown ass man and not trying to watch movies to teenagers. But you know <laughs> it is what it is. Just don't want them around. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> I become one of those people where it's like, oh, like, why don't we do something with these teenagers? <laughs> like, just get them out of where I'm at. Um, but anyways, went. It was a good experience. All, all my hopes and fears were basically, you know, just me stressing out about nothing. Went and watched this movie. Movie was absolutely awesome. Um, I, as I said to you, not as big of a deal if you watch Spider Man through, uh, Spider Man, whatever the last one is, before watching the this. way home. Yeah, but um, definitely Wandavision. If you didn't watch WandaVision, this movie will make no sense at all. <laughs> so oh, damn. Do yourself a favor. Get yourself Disney Plus and watch WandaVision. Um, and it'll explain a, a lot of what's going on in this movie. Uh, but yeah, with that, Sarah, with that said, um, Dr. Strange is absolutely awesome. I love what they're doing. I love what they're setting up with the multiverse. Um, still not really sure who the big bad will be, if there is a big bad. Uh, but there's there's a couple of people lining up right now who, who seem to be... Um, you know, stepping into that uh, into that role. So it'll be it'll be cool to see how things develop in this next, I guess, phase of the Marvel MCU of the MCU. About how about yourself though, A dub? How how you been? How's how are your two weeks been?
0: Oh man, just a lot of work getting back in shape. It's getting a little soft. It took like a month off. Realized I couldn't do that. Everything was getting snug. It's like not like this. Not again. (laughs) (laughs) I can't go back. So yeah, just been working out pretty hard, got getting back on the right track. Things are starting to feel right, so positive there. Uh, yeah, man, just watching a lot of stuff, playing games. Still got to deal with this busted oxygen sensor in my car, so driving 100 miles didn't do the trick. Now they're saying, Oh, you got to travel on the freeway, you got to do like 100 miles. I'm like,
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> so. I don't know. It's getting close to the end of the month. I'm, I'm going to have to get my my stickers. So I guess I got to
1: go out oh, at night. Got to pony up.
0: and <laughs> yeah, I got to go out at night, drive it on the freeway for a while. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that makes it work and I can go back to business. No, yeah. Uh, I mean, nothing else too special. You know, eating food, trying out ice creams. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, not the most, I'm not the most eventful guy So, you know, it's usually just video games Or going out or work working out Keeping my routines tight so, yeah, nothing special
1: Oh, yeah All right, well, you know what? Let's get into what we're all here to talk about, A-Dub What games have you been playing?
0: So, you know, I put on Horizon Zero Dawn for a little bit yeah, you said I think, you were gonna um,
1: restart it, right? You were mentioning.
0: I said I was thinking about it, and I'm still thinking about it pretty, pretty heavily because I'm in the game, and I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I'm just let me just work my way through the face buttons and get a feel for what's going on here. So you know, I'm running, sprinting, crouching, sliding, jumping, climbing, <laughs> doing all the basic functions, hiding from robots, sneaking about, um, explored. Explored a ruin, like did a did a puzzle. And then I think I'm in the Nevada region now. So like it's your Vegas on. So it would be interesting to see what Gorilla did with that area. However, you know, just just trying to get reacclimated to it. But eventually that itch that has been on my back for several months came back with a vengeance. So I turned Horizon off and turned Elden Ring back on. <laughs> so yeah keeping my character going i'm like level 70 something now and let me see i i went so i have Limgrave, weeping peninsula liernia of the lakes and some some of Kaylid. i think i just lit up grail dragon barrel and then um i also have some of like further areas i don't know how far you are so i'm not going to say anything about the areas but i, I have some more areas open. I'm just what I've been trying to do is to see how much of the game I can experience without killing any major bosses. So, you know, I'm not I'm not farming or anything unless it's for for like equipment and accessories. So I'm currently in the search for the arcane increasing items or the the item discovery increasing equipment. So I can just start farming enemies, get the higher drop rate. Get the stuff, get my fashion souls tight. Like, dude, I have my weapon. I went from the, I still have the twin blade. I'm upgrading that because that was the initial fantasy I wanted to fulfill. But after playing with it for a while, I picked up that that Uchi Katana again. It was just like Hey,
1: <laughs> right, this, like, right back to <laughs>
0: Right back to <laughs> Like an old friend. No, it's it swings so fast. It still staggers people, although it takes like an extra hit or two over the over the twin blade. I do miss that twin blade aesthetic. I'm looking forward to finding more in that weapon class as I go along. But that Uchi Katana just handles business. Um still you know, I'm still gonna be a little a little experimental when it comes to which items I'm gonna be using, so You know, I want to spec up to using the Sword of Night and Flame, but I need, like, 15 Faith Points for that, and that's just, that's an investment. Uh, I got my Vigor Type. I'm still throwing out spells. I got a spell now. It's called an Ambush Shard, where it casts the spell behind the enemy and, like, shoots them from behind. So instead of people seeing my shots coming and, like, dodging or, or putting up their shield, they just get stuck in the back while they're walking toward me it's hilarious it it doesn't do as much damage as my bigger spell, so i'm hoping i find an advanced version of it sometime later but just being just having that versatility where it's like oh you block it oh you got a you got a big jar on your head okay let me, let me hit you from the back <laughs> it's hilarious watching those hit points just chip off as they're just like ah, ah, ah. even the animation for it is different where you know, when you're casting the projectile spells or whatever, you're usually swinging toward the enemy and like flinging the magic at them. With the one that starts from behind them and hits them in the back, you're like pulling with the staff, like pulling the shard from from the nether realms, <laughs> wherever this magic is being conjured from. So yeah, man, just look, finding a lot of NPCs, finding new items, and making sure I I start all the available. Like side quest threads and proceed through them all in a in a manner where I don't get locked out of any of them or as many of them as I could possibly prevent myself from getting locked out of. Like I'm right at home in the com- with the combat spells are awesome. I got the uh I got this great bow spell where you conjure a giant magical great bow and shoot somebody with an arrow. Damn. Amazing range, solid damage. I-, I need to experiment with more stuff. I'm starting to get gravity magic. So that'll pair well with the meteorite staff. I have a meteor where I conjure like a portal and these meteors start coming out of it and I can hold down the button and more meteors come out. <laughs> it's, a, it's so imprecise and inaccurate that it doesn't really, it's not, as, it's not as effective as I would hope something that devastating would be. Like maybe that would be uh, something I use on a boss while, while the Lucarian army asks summon handles business up close, I could hit them with the meteors from afar and yeah. Been playing that. I also bought a couple of new games. I bought one called Deadcraft, and I feel like I bought another game. I just can't remember what it is or if I even downloaded it. But yeah, there's this game called Deadcraft. It's a it's an isometric kind of game. You're playing as a dude with like eh, the skin ripped off of half his body. I'm not sure there's something going on with that. But yeah, you're you're in this post apocalypse. Like the Earth had been hit by a meteor shower and on the meteors was a virus that resurrects the dead, so there's zombies running around. Uh, what you do is you're you're in this world. It's like imagine if imagine if you blend like Diablo with Curse of the Dead Gods and Fallout New Vegas' hardcore mode. So like you have you have your hunger, you have your hydration, you have your energy level, you have your hit points and you got to keep, keep all your levels up or you got to run home and get some rest so you get some energy. You got to eat so that you fill your stomach up. But stuff's irradiated and poisoned. So as you're eating and drinking, you're taking damage. It's an interesting little balance. It, so far, it's a, it's a delightfully simple game. It has a decent amount of production value. Uh, I really got to get used to operating it. Just the gameplay takes a second to become at home with. But overall it's a it's a nice small little game. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily tell people it's a must play, but it's something that A dub enjoys to himself. So take that as far as you want to take it. I might put up some gameplay for y'all to see on that. But yeah, man, that's that's about it for me. AMC, what have you
1: been playing? Two games. Um a little more moving out. I feel like I'm near the end there's about maybe like two levels left if that we got to one bonus objective where so there's this level where it has rotating platforms where the walls are constantly rotating well, not constantly like they'll rotate give it a couple seconds and then it'll rotate again and um as you do that you're kind of making your way through the level as you're like rotating with the walls to to see the new formations None of that is important. The thing that's important with those rotating walls is one of the bonus objectives is you cannot make any type of contact with the moving walls <laughs> and we tried it so many times like and it's not and the part is like you know when you're getting those single items, no big deal, but then you got this big ass bed and you're both trying to maneuver. And you're just like, oh shit, the walls are about to move And you're dropping it and running And then eventually you make contact with the wall And so we tried it a couple times So we, we, we might just push past that Go ahead, beat this game And then if we really want to be completion completionists about this Then we'll go back and do that bonus objective um, Other than that, played some more of Hades Finally rolled credits on that game Oh
0: happy about that um, Damn, you must have just been escaping back to back
1: Yeah, I was. uh, It's as I said, it's the the perfect game for when while I'm working at from home. If I have like twenty minutes of you know just downtime, maybe take a break. uh, Perfect game to just hop on, clear a couple stages, hop right back in. Um, Especially on Monday and Tuesdays, those are my slowest days of the week. Um, And so yeah, if those are the days that I've set it up to work from home, so I'm get I got in some Hades time. And then I'll, now that I've beaten that, I will go into something else. But yeah, Hades was absolutely awesome. Um, as I said in the past, it was already great. Um, I had moved on to the point where I was just playing with other weapons just so I could, uh, you know, do more of the heat things and then get more of the diamonds and all the, what, the Titans bloods and all that stuff. So I've been mm-hmm. beating it with other weapons and, you know, something that people say about roguelikes and, you know, the filling or the not feeling that you're making any type of progression. And with this game, especially, I mean, other games that we mentioned rogue legacy, you can totally see the progression outside of, you know, just naturally getting better at the game. But, you know, once you switch to other weapons in this game, you get so accustomed to say like whatever weapon you made in Hades. But um, I switched over to the shield. I switched over to the the bow and arrow, things like that, the fist, and you're just naturally like good with them. And, I guess the big part is that buying all those upgrades from the uh, the mirror, the reflecting mirror, whatever, um, just starts you off already on a good note. Then on top of that you have a lot of the legendary duos unlocked. So those show up as well on like your first runs with like the other weapons, if you decide to switch it up. So because of that, it kind of just, you're already a master of those weapons. It's just now figuring out like, how to use those and getting comfortable with using them. But it would only take like maybe one run and then I'm already beating Hades, And then i, I towards the end I like just I was switching weapons and just beating Hades without even trying um until the very end which is very awesome how how that all plays out love the ending of the story um and other things people say about roguelikes, oh, the lack of story, blah blah. This game actually works in a, a pretty interesting story and one that's heartfelt and heartwarming by the end. Um, and so seeing all that play out was very cool. And it's a fun enough game where I would definitely consider just going back in because there's a lot to still unlock in that game and a lot of upgrades to do in that hub world if I so decide to go back and just you know squeeze in a run every now and then here and there. Very fun overall. Um, and then, obviously, as you had mentioned, play a little bit more Elden Ring. Um, I just say what I said in the pre-show: is that I'm now getting more comfortable in the world of Elden Ring, and that's that's maybe the biggest thing as far as like now starting to be able to progress a little bit quicker through that, or at least have an idea of where I want to go and what I want to do. When I first got dropped into the game. I had no idea what was going on. I'm still learning the systems. I'm still learning how to use certain items. I had no idea how to summon for the first couple hours of the games, even though I have ashes of war um, and things on those lines. And um, once I figured all that out, and as you had mentioned in one of the previous shows, like certain little things about like, like reading the map. And then um, you could see that there are little markers on the map in the, uh, let's say fog of war areas where you can then go and find the, um, know the map pieces that then uncover that part of the map and things like that and you know just realizing that you know it's a world of chaos there's there's danger around every corner but yet it is still a world and a world that's based on systems and because of that you can kind of get an idea of the layout and then just certain um i guess um trying to think of what the term would be but you know just certain regions certain areas certain certain building types caves things along those lines what purpose they serve and why you would want to search them and um a beautiful thing about this game is when you come across anything there is almost there's always a benefit in exploring it because you will find an item, you will find an NPC, you will find something of benefit that will come into play—a crafting item, things along those lines—and um, yeah, just loving every bit of that. At that, once I got to the point where I figured out like how to summon, then I figured out which summons were my best summons and things also along those lines. I started going back to the early parts of the games and clearing out some caves and things along things like that and yeah just just loving the gameplay loop of Elden Ring um it's a very satisfying game and um one of the best things is I can quit at any point I've been taking advantage of that just you know every now and then I get interrupted have to go and do something and it's just great knowing that I can just quit at any point jump right back in right where I left off and you know keep it moving so yeah loving Elden Ring but Ada we got two weeks of news so let's get right into these topics of the week
0: Topics of the week. I'm leading off. I'm taking it. Yes, sir. Can't stop me because I got. I got to tell you about your man Norman Reedus, aka Norman Fetus, oh, back in the news because uh, he's out here sinking ships. He's got loose lips. Yes, he's he's letting the info flow, and he has seemingly confirmed a bombshell: Death Stranding Two is in development. So. <laughs> From the words of Norman Reedus, he said, we just started working on the second one. (laughs) It it took me maybe two or three years to finish all the mocap sessions and everything. Oh, this is when discussing the original Death Stranding, he said it took two or three years to finish all the mocap sessions and everything. It takes a lot of work. And then the games come out. And the game came out and won all these awards. It was a huge thing. So we just started part two of that. Like, damn, son, you gotta gotta keep that under wraps. (laughs) I think a, a follow up to that story was that Kojima made a tweet to Norman where he's holding Negan's Lucille. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, okay. He's, he's aware and he's making jokes. So, hey, maybe, that, maybe Norman Reedus is now a part of that, that Kojima like, info leak machine and all uh, the, the community trolling that goes on. AMC, how do you feel about the confirmation? of Dev
1: Stranding 2. That's cool. Um, I've only heard good things about this game, a game that people laughed at when it was announced people, you know... Caddy kind of just looked at it from afar, like "What the fuck is this?" I think Co- Coach was finally lost his damn mind. He's with this game, it. <laughs> this is so he why- just deliver packages. <laughs> this is why Konami got rid of him because he was flying off the handle with his with his harebrained schemes. But then the game comes out, <laughs> makes total sense. He was when he was talking about like wanting to connect people. He made a game where you know people are rewarded for making the the world a better place to traverse and <laughs> things along those lines so he did yeah. find a way to connect people um and so yeah game came out did did really well um and you know it kind of makes sense i wasn't sure cuz I, I haven't played this game so i have no idea how this game ends if it would have set up a sequel in any type of way but i know that the people who liked it enjoyed it and so why not run it back if that's the case so um that's pretty cool and i will say this i it was a game that i was definitely when i had when I had some time, I was going to figure out you know, a time to set it up to go and play this, uh, buy it, just put it in my backlog, and then jump into that director's cut. Um, but I was holding off, and now knowing that there is a sequel on the way, it's almost a guarantee that I'll, I'll definitely be playing it just so that I can then play this this sequel to see how this world continues to just grow and develop. Because this could be the next hit franchise for Hideo Kojima. Um, so yeah, I think it's... Uh, it's funny that this is how it got leaked but hell why not why not just let norman read us just you know just talking about something being like oh yeah we're, we're doing something or other with with this game and then just inadvertently announcing it i mean what do you think about this
0: hey you know sometimes this is how information comes out uh death stranding 2 i enjoyed what little time i put into the original so a part two especially if it's current gen only that would be outstanding uh yeah, I'm looking forward to going back to it and finishing it up. However, Elden Ring has a firm grip on my life and my soul, so there probably won't be any time soon. Uh, it, another interesting bit of the story is uh, Norman also mentioned how Guillermo del Toro like prepared him for, I guess, being offered the job for the original Death Stranding by Kojima. He was like... I think he called on the phone, he was like, hey, this guy Hideo Kojima, he's gonna give you a call about a project. Just don't be an asshole, just say yes. <laughs> and Norma Reedus went with it and it turned out to be Death Stranding. Everybody loved the project. So I thought that was pretty cool. You, always, you know you always had that one friend who calls you, just like, dude, something's gonna happen, just go along with it. <laughs> and then it ends up being something dope. So that's pretty cool that that's how that came together. Anyway, we can move into our next topic of the week.
1: Topic of the week. Let's see. What are we gonna jump into next, A dub? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let's start off with you know, let's go right into we have NPD for April, A dub. NPD D So the top 20 best selling games for the month of April in the United States, a dub. Number one. Oh, we got a new one. This one is going to be, so, you know, last month we had Elden Ring had been, had been holding on to the crown. Well, number one this year, this week, this month, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga.
0: Really? Star yeah. Wars fans showing up for Lego. Yeah.
1: I had a lot of excitement for this game um, in anticipation. As far as I heard after release, you know. Some people were like, "Mm, maybe not their favorite Lego game, but um, a lot of people showed up to buy it because, you know, as we said, Star Wars sells no matter what. Number two, Elden Ring. Number three, MLB The Show 22. Four, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Five, oh, we got a new game, A-Dub, because people wanted it by popular demand. Nintendo Switch Sports. Number six, (laughs) Call of Duty Vanguard. Seven, Horizon 2 Forbidden West. Mm, Slipping. Eight Mario Kart 8, 9 Grand Turismo 7, 10 Pokemon Arceus and then we'll just run down these last couple all the way to 20, Minecraft, FIFA 22 Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War Super Smash Bros, Ultimate Marvel, Spider-Man, Miles Morales Animal Crossing New Horizons WWE, 2K22, Marvel Party Superstars, Madden NFL 22 and 20, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands Here's a note for Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. Lego Star Wars, Skywalker Saga achieved the highest launch month dollar sales of any Lego title in history. And after only one month, ranks among the top six best-selling Lego games life to date. So Star Wars, Skywalker Saga, absolutely killing it. Uh, let's keep it going. Uh, April, the top 10 best-selling games of 2022 so far. Fireworks going off in the background. Number one, (laughs) Elden Ring, two. Oh, and it's debut month, already the second best-selling game of the year, LEGO Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga.
0: Goddamn, uh, right on those heels. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Three, Pokemon Legends, Arceus, four. Horizon 2, Forbidden West, five. MLB The Show, 22, six. Gran Turismo, seven, seven. Call of Duty Vanguard 8, Kirby and a Forgotten Land, Madden NFL 22, and 10, Mario Kart 8, because that game will just keep selling. It's still selling. I know. So let's go into the top five of each individual console platform. Number one on the Nintendo, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga 2, Kirby and Forgotten Land, three, Nintendo Switch Sports, Mario Kart 8, and five, Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, let's see, April... For April 2022, the top five best-selling PlayStation er, games on the PlayStation platform. Number one, <laughs> Lego Star Wars 2, and it will be The Show 22, Elden Ring, Horizon 2, and five, Gran Turismo 7, and the top five for Xbox. Number one, Lego Star Wars, Elden Ring, Call of Duty Vanguard, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, and Forza Horizon 5. So Lego just, just mopping it up on every console platform <laughs> for that oh, month. Yeah. Uh, Let's get into console sales. The Nintendo Switch was the best-selling console for April. Number two was Xbox Series X and S combined. What's happening? And number three, PlayStation 5. Um, Obviously, a lot of this has to do with, you know, the constraints of consoles and yes. what's what's just available on the market. And it, it appears that Sony is lagging behind the field when it comes to getting consoles out there
0: yeah. to the uh, point that Xbox outsold them in Japan for the first time since 2014, I
1: believe. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Let's see. Um, the hybrid. Co- so the switch has reached another remarkable milestone, surpassing the total sales of PS4 in the U S so now, as far as the, the list goes, it is the fourth best-selling console in the, uh, in the U.S. of all time behind the PS2 at number one, Xbox... Well, at least, let's see, PS2, Xbox 360, and the Wii. So, And then the Switch is now number four. So hopefully they keep getting those consoles out, keep gaining momentum, and we'll see how far up the ladder it can go. But that's all I got, A-Dub. Let's get into the next topic of the week.
0: The topic of the week. We got a release date update. Don't know how seriously I could take it because of who I'm dealing with. Yes, CD Projekt Red has announced that The Witcher 3's next gen version is set for Q4 2022. So that's the end of the year. This year it had been pushed back to some uh, undetermined point in the future. Now we have a little more, a little more exact of an idea of what to look at. So in this year, I'll probably start the game over, play it on the next gen. See how good it looks. See if it looks like the the target render when they first revealed it doesn't get downgraded. AMC, <laughs> is this enough to get you back into the witcher?
1: Well, no, no, not at all. <laughs> I was never going to get back into the witcher. I'm, I'm pretty much done with that game. I'm pretty much done with, um, uh, yeah, know, sorry? That yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm done with that game for right for forever. Pretty much when I played it, you know, I just it, it didn't click with me, even though I know it's like people is like, Oh, the greatest RPG fantasy RPG ever made. No it's game of the Generation, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's better than Bloodborne, <laughs> Bloodborne, uh, another game of the generation, <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, um, I know people love it, it was just a game that never connected with me, and I just don't really have a know just a desire to go back to that game um maybe it was also just coming off of skyrim i love skyrim so much and it was a little close to skyrim um in a way where i did i just it wasn't really giving me enough newness to be like oh i just want to play more fantasy open world shit so um just that taste is still in my mouth so i'm sure for the people who have been waiting to get it that's absolutely awesome but for me, yeah, that's that's, um, that's not going to pull me back in. I don't think anything ever will pull me back in.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know how I feel about the franchise as a whole, but, you know, it's it's a solid game. There, there's a lot that went into it, and I feel like I owe it the respect of completing it. Don't know whether or not I'm going to be too interested in 4. I mean, I guess that depends on how it looks on Unreal 5. But insofar as The Witcher 3, you know, I'm going to give it its, its solid shot. You know, I got to see what's going on. I got to get good at those. Like, I don't even know, the. got to get good at the signs. Get get Ard and Xe <laughs> and Quinn. Get my shield and purpose the damage. Yeah, man. But, you know, The Witcher, solid game. So I am looking forward to giving that a better go, paying more attention to the quests and trying to understand this... This language, the names of these places, and Skellige, and, and <laughs> all this shit. See my man, the Bloody Baron, go through that whole quest line again, track down that that broke unicorn. Oh, no, you you have sex on the unicorn. There's like a spirit horse that needed to exercise and get the get them werewolves. Oh yeah. So CD project Red, I don't know, they gotta build some goodwill back up. However, at least they're doing it with one of their classics. Well, let's get into our next topic
1: of the week. Topic of the week. Well, a Dub, we had we had the announcement a while ago about this this whole new PlayStation lineup, this whole new PlayStation tier tiered <laughs> program that they were going to be rolling out, where we we're going to get access to this lineup of you know classic games that people have been dying to figure out how Sony is going to bring them over for this current generation of players to, to, to be able to experience all these these old great games and sony set up this whole system they let us know that they were going to have tiers on the new playstation plus and based on the certain tiers you'll get access to ps4 ps5 games some playstation classic games some psp games uh some ps3 streaming games <laughs> we had no idea what were the games we just knew the, the prices and the dates that they'd be coming out but now adub we know the games that we can come to expect at least near launch and then as they continue to add more games so i'm gonna just run right through this this is a whole lot of damn games adub so bear with me i actually deleted a lot of games off of this list and it's still a, a lengthy list of games they said it was gonna be hundreds and they were not playing around So let's see, um, we're going to start with the PS4, PS5 game catalog. This will be part of the PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium Deluxe Plans. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, from PlayStation Studios you will have access to, from the PS4, PS5 generation, Alien Nation, Bloodborne, Concrete Genie, Days Gone, Dead Nation, Apocalypse Edition, Death Stranding, and the Death Stranding Directors Cut, Demon's Souls, is the Bluepoint version on that PS5. Ghost Ghost of Tsushima, Director's Cut, God of War, Gravity Rush 2, Gravity Rush Remastered, Horizon Mm -hmm. Zero Dawn, Infamous First Light, Infamous Second Son, (laughs) Marvel Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Resogun, Returnal, Shadows of Colossus, it's that PS4 version though. The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, The Last of Us Left Behind, Uncharted, Nathan Drake Collection, Uncharted 4, and Uncharted The Lost Legacy. But that is only the first party of those PS4 and PS5s. We have some third party uh, lineups. And so I didn't do this story, but I'll roll this into this real quick. Um, Ubisoft announced that their Ubisoft Plus offering would be eventually be making its way over to PlayStation and Xbox. And this is basically their Game Pass slash. PlayStation Plus, like offering of, um, you know, just their entire lineup at a subscription fee. Well, they announced that that Ubisoft Plus uh, Plus Classic lineup of games will be bundled in with this um, PlayStation Plus uh, new offering of tiers. And so you'll see right here there'll be a couple Ubisoft games, and I actually removed some. So We're leading off here with the third party partners: Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Batman: Arkham Knight, Celeste, Control Ultimate Ultimate Edition, Dead Cells. Far Cry Three Remaster, Far Cry Four, Hollow Knight, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, NBA Two K Twenty Two, Outer Wilds, Red Dead Redemption Two, Resident Evil, South Park: The Fractured Butthole, and Tom Clancy's The Division. The Division Two was not on that list, but The Division is there. And those are just the PS Four, PS Five games. We have the classic catalog of games, and there's a little description here. PlayStation Plus Premium Deluxe members will have a selection of popular classic games to play with some titles that will show improved frame rates and higher quality resolution compared to their original launch versions. For select original PlayStation and PSP classic games, members will also enjoy a new user interface with menus that allow you to save your games at any time or any rewind. And you'll even be able to rewind the game if you want to do well for things. Easy mode. Let's see. Um. From the classic games catalog of the original PlayStation and PSP offerings, we got Ape Escape, Hot Shots Golf, Siphon Filter, and Superstar Dust Portable. Uh, the classic games, these are going to be remasters of the classic games. So we got of the PlayStation Studios, Ape Escape 2, Ark of the Lad, Twilight of the Spirits, Hot Shots Tennis, Jack 2, Jack 3, Jack X, Combat Racing, Jack and Daxter, The Precursor Legacy, Rogue Galaxy, and Wild Arms 3. And of the third-party partners, Bioshock Remastered, Borderlands A Handsome Collection, Kingdoms of Amalur, We're Reckoning, and Lego Harry Potter Collection. And if you're wondering what was going on with the PS3 games, well, we also have PS3 games available via streaming. Let's see, this will be part of the premium plan. The new PlayStation Plus will offer PS3 games that stream, and you can play on PS4, PS5, and PC. And these are original, non-remastered versions of PS3 games. So you can see in all its ps3 voxel or whatever cell was it dynamic cell processing glory let's see playstation studios we got crash commando demon souls hot shots golf out of bounds hot shots golf world invitation Ico, infamous infamous 2 oh i know aw loves those games infamous the festival of blood puppeteer ratchet and clank quest for the quest for the booty <laughs> um ratchet and clank a crack in time ratchet and clank into the nexus resistance 3 and superstar dust hd so we got we got some of these housemark classics in there uh third party partners we got castlevania lords of shadow 2 devil may cry hd collection enslave odyssey to the west fear That Fear, Lost Planet 2, Ninja Gaiden, Sigma 2, and Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare. So, A-Dub, hearing about these games, what do you think about this lineup for this offering?
0: Pretty solid, especially if you're new to the PlayStation ecosystem, you got a lot at your disposal. If you're the kind of person who has restraint... Maybe you plays one game at a time until you finish it. Maybe you missed out on some of these oldies but goodies and you can go back in the comfort of your of your current system. I think it's I think it's a solid offering, especially considering they're they're on the market cheaper than what Game Pass is. I think Game Pass is like fifteen bucks a month and you can't pay like annually like you can't for for plus. Plus is just one twenty. The the Game Pass will break down to one eighty. So that's a significant difference. And yeah, I, I, I would find the PlayStation games just a much more attractive offering. Got, got. <laughs> I thought you were going to say got Infamous First Light, got Infamous Second Light. I <laughs> uh, got Infamous First Light, which is a solid expansion to Infamous Second Son. It's an excellent game. You know, got Bloodborne. You got that Demon Souls remake that people are like, how can they make this look so amazing you're From can't do the same thing? Because like, you don't understand stuff. But yeah. So it's not enough to get me to sign up to it. Like, I, it, the past is the past. I played the games I wanted to play. I still have, I'm pretty sure I have a PS3. I definitely have a PS4. And yeah, if I want to play some stuff, I'll play some stuff. But, you know, it's, I'm, I'm not trying to, I, it's bad enough I already pay for PS Plus just to have the online features, the free games are a bonus. But then to start paying more to get access to other games, it, it's not enticing to me.
1: Yeah, it's pretty much where I'm at. I'm uh same thing. One great offering if this was like your jam. Um, all those dudes who what bought PlayStation Now for eight years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they can look forward to all these games. It is it is definitely a great offering if you miss all these, especially yeah, like if you're a young gamer who, you know, just hopping into the space and there are just hundreds of games that you would like to buy, but you don't have hundreds of dollars that you can beg your parents for to go back and buy these games. Thank this is, Yeah. This is a solid way for you to jump in and be able to just, you know, just start sampling a lot of games and, you know, getting that experience so that you can kind of feel like all right, I have a I have a feeling of the past. So I can have a better understanding of the future, even though, you know, that perspective doesn't seem to really help the game community because all they think, they just assume that everything of the past is a lot better. So maybe you yeah. can go in there and correct some of these fools <laughs> and be like NASA, <laughs> <little> reality check. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, great offering I would say um, of uh, just great classic PlayStation games and uh, solid um, third party offerings. Like seeing even like some recent games like Mario, Mario, uh, Mario. Mario. Marvel, yeah, Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like that game didn't come yeah. out too long ago, and that's already on there. So that was a that was a curiosity. How soon? Some of the, um, you know, some of the current generation games would be arriving on there, so clearly cutting some deals in order to get some some games within, you know, a few months window of them coming out. Um, so that's that's absolutely awesome, um, absolutely awesome way to access some of these games. So uh, yeah, I think it's a great offering and something a little different. I think with um, with Game Pass, you're still getting. Um, certain games day and date um as far as like third-party offerings um at least um uh, release that when it releases uh day one releases do show up on game pass so that is definitely um some something to look for there and then you know just some of the third-party games that they have are, are like very very recent so there there is a difference there but just as far as like a lineup of games of the past you can't beat some of these and yeah, I mean, seeing siphon filter on there—that's a—that's a fun one Ooh, <laughs> to yeah. to go Gabe back Logan. and go back and electrocute some people. You know, here. about your
0: boy Gabe Logan? <laughs> setting up
1: on setting them on fire as you're stun gunning them.
0: <laughs> Repelling into the museum, <laughs> sneaking around with a silenced pistol.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely awesome.
0: First time I ever saw a, a, a P90 bullpup machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is this futuristic shit?
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, but what you got in the next topic of the week? The
0: topic of the week? Got another new game for that ass. Our homeboys over it, Nacon and Spiders, publisher Nacon, developer Spiders, brought you such illustrious titles as Technomancer and the eventual Greedfall. Now, Greedfall was um, available on PS Plus for a while. I think I, I had that to my cart, so I'm looking forward to playing that. But it, I would need to get that done before this comes along because we finally got an announcement for the sequel to Greedfall, Greedfall 2 The Dying World. It's releasing in 2024. Uh, Greedfall, like Spiders, there's a really good developer in there. It's just they're, they're right on the, the tipping point of what their talent could truly be. And Greedfall was like the closest that they came to making like that hit game. So perhaps with the sequel, if they took the, the criticisms to heart and worked to patch those little holes in their overall design, I think, again, like it's, it's either gonna be the next game or the game after that, but Spiders is gonna get it, right? I didn't play Greedfall myself from what i saw it was kind of like a like Brit- british colonial settlers fighting against elves and you know it, it's kind of a juxtaposition of the col- the the colonies coming kind of the colonizers coming in <laughs> finding quote unquote new land but having to push the people who already lived there off of it in order to claim it but i don't know if that was the premise of the thing but i know that one faction being those colonial type soldiers didn't really have a good relationship with these these native elf creatures. And now There's this dark magic that's taking over the land. They gotta figure out what's going on. So as you can see, I've played none of the game. If anybody knows better, feel free to go to control-issues.com or get on my control issues at the Twitter and let us know how completely wrong we are about Greenfall. However, uh, you know, just more games, more things, to be excited about i'm sure there are Greenfall fans out there otherwise we wouldn't be looking at a sequel this soon and amc how do you feel about this announcement
1: um i mean uh, i don't know, very indifferent <laughs> so i i uh it was available on playstation plus and i remember there was people were pretty positive on it so i added it to the library but um realistically I, w- I will never play Greenfall one which means i will unless they this next one comes out and they just revolutionizes everything within that that world and how we play video games i probably will end up skipping grief too two on a personal level but yeah as you said people enjoyed the first one i as I, I did hear a lot of positivity around it and so um good on them they got a sequel coming and hopefully this one will do better and then it'll just continue to build that base and eventually get to the point where you pull in People like my bitch ass who are just sitting on the sideline, not interested in it in that game. Well, or that <laughs> <of them>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm always happy to see something get, you know, get a sequel because that just shows that they they're acknowledging that people enjoyed it and they want to get more of it out there to the, to those masses. Hell yeah! Let's get into our next topic
0: of the week. T- topic of the week: AMC. Well,
1: well, it's been—if um, you follow stocks—it's been earnings seasons, earnings season, and um, one of the companies that had their earnings report recently was 2K, and they got into some of the lifetime sales of, um, you know, the Rockstar franchises. their big Rockstar franchises, so let's let's just discuss that real quick. A dub. All right. So let's see this. So. GTA 5, this open world action game has now surpassed 65 million copies sold as of March 31st, 2022, 165,
0: 165 million.
1: Oh, sweet. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The entire GTA series has now sold more than 375 million copies. (laughs) So almost half of that is GTA 5.
0: Yeah.
1: Just printing, printing money. Um, Let's see here as far as Red Dead Redemption 2 goes. Take-Two also revealed a new sales number for Red Dead Redemption 2. It has now sold 44 million copies. The series altogether has sold 67 million copies, which means uh, 2010's Red Dead Redemption 1 sold around 23 million copies. So I guess um, we look at this here. Uh, there's, there's plenty of places you could go with this. Obviously, the Astral, the the just the insane numbers that are around gta 5 and gta online
0: i know damn sense
1: yeah uh just still selling well and then um also here like not really surprising but you know based on the release of red dead redemption 2 and you know it was in vogue at the time to complain to bitch about red dead redemption 2 and yeah. to say like all the issues that you had with, like, you know, some of the creative decisions around the game. Now, seeing here that it sold already twice the amount of copies than Red Dead Redemption One, the game that everybody loved. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> yeah. How many copies did Red
1: Dead 2 sell? Red Dead 2 sold 44 million. Red Dead 1 sold 23 million. Oh, wow. So, and in- what in within three years, it's already doubled the amount of Red Dead Redemption One in sales. <laughs> um, so, uh, speak on that. You you played Red Dead Redemption two, or you could talk about GTA. Whatever you whatever you got to say on this. Uh, Talking
0: talk about both of them, uh, I I almost feel like those numbers should be switched because I think Red Dead is far and away the better game. But GTA had the online, tons of great support, and. Yeah, that's what happens. They they found their golden goose. You know, you never really quite know when you're gonna make the thing that sets the world on fire. But Rockstar has once again pulled several rabbits out of their hat. I mean, Red Dead Red Dead Two, it, that is just an utter masterpiece of game design and world building. It I like. I'm almost speechless just thinking about. The sheer volume of details that I've observed in that game, while also knowing that there's probably a, another large volume that I haven't even experienced yet, because I I didn't really run it through my paces of I'm just gonna wander off off the beaten path into the wilderness and just live off the land. <laughs> like I never got to that point, like I do in perhaps the Elder Scrolls or the Fallout. But while playing the game and you know, getting lost, chasing, chasing smoke trails, and you know, interacting with the NPCs and seeing, stress testing the game, seeing what it's capable of. It's far and away one of the best design games that there ever was. Arthur Morgan, best main character in a game. His story was awesome. And with GTA, you know, that was groundbreaking with the, the three protagonist bits, switching to them at any given point, catching them doing, doing weird shit, <laughs> especially Trevor's, <laughs> especially Trevor's ass and Scooter Brother. <laughs> That'll always be my favorite. But yeah, GTA, can't explain it, but it, it's just amazing. I think it's sold more copies than gamers at this point. <laughs> like, I know I have two copies, so I helped with that move. So, yeah. It's awesome. I mean, Rockstar's is just killing it. Now, can't wait for GTA 6. Uh, hopefully, well, we're getting that that Max Payne 1 and 2 remake with them and Remedy, so that's very exciting, especially with it running on the control engine, because that means this is going to have top-grade visuals and physics. Oh, man, the physics. Can't wait to see the (laughs) (laughs) ragdoll. Can't wait to throw a grenade in the elevator when Kaufman and his crew show up and see their bodies cartwheeling in midair. Oh, man. Oh, Max Payne. It's such good memories. Oh yeah, I could speak volumes about Rockstar and their work, both developed and published. But I'll keep it brief. It's great news. You know, the more it sells, the better their future games would be. Glad to see that the franchises are growing. It's awesome.
1: Hell yeah! All right, what you got in the next topic of the week? T- topic of the week
0: uh let me see i I think i'll just go right into it so you know some good news a lot of new games being announced we also got a little bad news yeah got some more delays got some games get pushed back unfortunately so let's talk about it this news comes from the one place you didn't want to hear it from bethesda well, not really. well, Bethesda as well as you know, Microsoft in general, but Bethesda letting us know that not only is Redfall pushed back, but so is Starfield. <laughs>
1: uh, God, coward! <laughs> uh,
0: he lied to me. Are
1: you afraid to release your game?
0: <laughs> Can we sue him for false advertising? Yeah. They lied.
1: <laughs> you lied to me. You lied to me. <laughs> Saying, the things yeah. I wouldn't do. <laughs> 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 but I try. But I try. Damn, we
0: should have just a segment for delays. It starts with. The chorus from Turner Mac. <laughs> or is
1: that the
0: or is that the refrain? I don't know. I, I haven't been involved in music in a long time. But yeah, so Starfield, Redfall, both of these are delayed until the first half of 2023. Uh me being myself and as excited as I was for Starfield releasing on November eleventh. This is definitely a significant blow to my inner child, just a nice gut punch as i reach in his pockets for his lunch money. And yeah, man, it's, it sucks, but delays are for the best. I believe Phil Spencer chimed in and said that it's never an easy decision to, to do this kind of stuff, but sometimes you just gotta do it. And you know, if it ends up resulting in a game that, that impresses more and is a more polished product, when it finally does hit the shelves or in my case hits the the interweb, then yeah, I will appreciate I will appreciate this greatly you know it's ah, man, it's just hard to talk about because I want the game so bad, and I'll wait for it, but I do not like the idea that I could be waiting up to an additional six months. However, this isn't the first delay I've dealt with. It's not the first delay of this magnitude I've dealt with. So take your time, get it right, because so far Elden Ring is shaping up to be my forever game, but I want it to be Starfield. AMC, how do you feel about this?
1: Uh I mean, I, I come two ways at this. It's uh okay, so not not it's not great as far as like the having your big release delayed to next year that's unfortunate it's the game that like you know everybody on the xbox platform was looking forward to coming out this year so you know that is definitely unfortunate i agree with everything you said as far as delays are only good right? like uh, there's no point in rushing out a game that's jacked up broken especially in today's like d- the way pretty much CD Projekt Red screwed that up for everybody moving yes. forward, and so you cannot put out a game that is just completely fucked up anymore. Yeah. I mean, you could never in the past, but just they took it to a whole other level. Well, just in and the backlash to it with the the refunds and the uh the the stock tanking and all that shit. Like it was just it was just bad all around, and we had to hear about it. And you know that was that was almost its own unique thing, mainly because of the fact that you know. So we saw with, uh, what was it? Uh, we, saw some, we saw a gameplay demo of that new Arkham Knights game. And one of the news, like uh, headlines that came out of that is that they basically said we're scrapping um, last generation versions of the game, PS4. Mm-hmm. You know Xbox One versions of that game, and I have four player co-op. Yeah, I, I mean, and that, it's it's good that they decided fuck fuck old generation. We're just sticking to the current generation, um, but that was like what led to the big issue with CD Projekt Red is that they tried to do this on the base PS4 and that was a big mistake. And so, yeah, because of that, it just, you know, shat on anything else. The PS, the PC version was perfectly like perfectly fine for the most part. People enjoyed it, got great reviews. Uh, PlayStation 5 version ran better, but, you know, this, the headline is the worst version of that game. And so that was all we were going to talk about. And that was people who were playing it on the base PS4. And yeah, and with that said, yeah, you can't have that, especially with, um, you know, Trying to, I guess, bolster uh, promote your Game Pass offerings. You don't want your your heavy hitter to be a dud on there. And so, yeah, hold off, release release it later. The other side of that, what well, I will say is that they are in a situation where they can, like, they'll take the hit as far as, like, the immediate reaction, the prisoner of the moment reaction, which is like, oh, fuck you. I bought this console for this game. Ah. Um, but long story it kind of doesn't matter only in that um as you mentioned playstation uh, xbox outsold playstation in japan for for the first time in forever over the span of a week um as i mentioned in the npd headline um playstation 5 was the third best-selling console and this is all because of supply constraints and so we will see what happens here all that really matters is all these people, these consoles are being, these Xbox consoles are being bought. So, no matter what, the hardware is at people's houses, and so as long as they eventually get these games coming out, people will forget about this moment. Um, once Boy, they start-
0: <laughs> really, you think people are gonna forget something?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, as long as you have Game Pass, that's all that matters. Um, the only
0: thing, the only thing gamers forget is when they're wrong.
1: Yeah. But the thing is with with Game Pass, as I said, with um with any game that comes out on Game Pass, it lightens the blow of whatever it is on launch because people there's that feeling of value. And if you didn't drop 60 bucks on something, then you're kind of like, ah, whatever. Like I'll grab for free. (laughs) Yeah, it lowers the expectations, is what I'll say. And so because of that, um, People have their, they're buying the consoles regardless, even though they're saying like, if they're like, there's no games on here, they're still going out and they're buying these consoles, these uh, Series X and S's. And so once they get a more steady stream of games, a steady trickle of games coming out, that's all that will matter. And we are still very early in the console generation. So it'd be, I think, a bigger worry from Microsoft's standpoint if people weren't buying hardware. But because Sony hasn't been able to get their production up, Microsoft is still selling and that's all that really matters to them because they sell consoles and then people will ideally get game pass from their standpoint. And then they'll eventually start getting games there. So take the hit now, but it's not a worst case scenario from their part because of, you know, supply constraints.
0: I feel like it, to build on what you said about how CD project red, like fucked it up for the industry where you can't, you can't just put out anything anymore. I feel like the industry like got upset in that manner, both positively and negatively by the the combined effort of CD Projekt Red and From Software. Because with the release of Cyberpunk, yeah, you can't... You got to come correct from now on. Like, there's there's no half-stepping allowed in this game going forward. And then with Elden Ring, it's like, you don't have to step your game up. Because <laughs> it's just... I mean, the bar has been raised as well as the floor. So, yeah, I think as gamers, this is these are those situations where you see that even the most extreme blunder is good for gamers in the long run, because it just it's a wake up call for everybody. Like, hey, this is unacceptable and like you're not you're not going to survive the next one. (laughs) But we do got some people we don't think Microsoft is gonna survive this one. Yeah. We got troll of, of the week. Troll of the week. Troll of Troll of the of Week. Troll of the honest... Week. Troll Troll of the Week. week, week, <laughs> week, 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 week. <laughs> <laughs> First Troll says Starfield is the only reason why I wasted money on an Xbox. Looks like that layer of dust is just going to get thicker now. Yeah. The only- you bought. A five hundred dollar console for one game—you bought it way in advance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these shits are selling, and they're not in short supply. So, <laughs> whatever. It, it's funny the way people go about. It. If you would consider it a waste of money, why did you buy it in the first place, just for one game? Yeah, like- then get upset because that game is pushed back by up to a maximum of like seven.
1: It's funny because gamers are in one in one area, are on one side, they have no money, and on the other side, they have all the money. All
0: the money. Just built a new PC. Got some, got some graphics cards from Scalper. Worth it. How dare you ask for 10 more dollars for a game? Yeah. So anyway, I got my 1440p curve monitors. Yeah. Oh, um, Got 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 my liquid cooled. Got my got my RGB lights. <laughs> I, I could simulate a black hole and make mods for Skyrim.
1: <laughs> dare Next. Rockstar asked for a subscription service for their GTA Plus 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 service. <laughs> yeah.
0: Next show says called it. <laughs> yeah, you and every other pessimistic asshole who was just saying that the game was going to get delayed as a knee jerk reaction every time it came up. I, it like Saying that you called a delay Is like saying the sun Is going to come up <laughs> Everybody knows that something's going to get delayed Look they gave us a firm release date. They have a track record of putting out games On time so it's logical To think that they would hold to that Like you don't get points for Calling a delay uh, Another troll says another game delay I guess I should just put my Xbox Away <laughs>
1: Just put it away. (laughs) Put it in the corner.
0: (laughs) You know, not to be completely oblivious to the situation. Xbox. I mean, all them studios. (laughs) No, like no big games this year. But hey, maybe we'll see something at the showcase. I mean, if if you
1: look at Embracer Group, what they said they have, they have a million studios, and yet, like it's like like two hundred games. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. We got all the studios. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Just bought more
1: studio. We bought more studio. I was like, where are your games? We got 30 games coming. When? By
0: 2026. <laughs> <laughs> Play Biobeam. <laughs> we just got that shit out. <laughs> Next show says, why even bother with Starfield? We already knew it was going to be a buggy mess. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Game isn't out yet. <laughs> bug test.
1: Bug test, uh. <laughs>
0: Oh, so because it got delayed, it was buggy? Like, maybe maybe they had a new mechanic that they figured out. It was like, oh, wait, we can put this in. Yeah. <laughs> we light these motherfuckers up. Maybe, maybe, maybe they got scared of Elden Ring. Maybe they thought this was their year to get Game of the Year again. Uh, maybe, shit. Yeah, maybe the game just wasn't ready.
1: Uh, is that, when God maybe war they made
0: the hard decision.
1: <laughs> when God of War gets delayed, is that just a sign? Everybody's getting out of the way of? A game that came out seven months earlier.
0: <laughs> yeah. like, well, we can't come out this year. Yeah. 2022. O- Omar
1: 20. coming. <laughs> Omar here.
0: Omar is sitting at the table in the morning with a bag of drugs and a pile of money. <laughs> it's just like, I don't even want the shit. <laughs> oh, man. Next Joe says $50 billion. 50 studios zero game <laughs> impressive phil <feel>. impressive <laughs> he's got a point
1: it's true i mean it's it's true that like you can all that money well it's like also too it's you can you can sell consoles based on like promises yep. <laughs> like it's like it's like that's that's what we've come to it's like it's like nfts it's like now nah, this will be worth something one day <laughs> All right, I'm gonna buy all the NFTs.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, I've always looked at gaming consoles and televisions as investments in my entertainment. This is the, this is probably one of the first times where I feel like I got in on the ground floor <laughs> because usually when I buy a console, it's like, all right, we got, we got a gang of shit. Most shit's coming. Most shit's gonna get announced. This one is like, I'm playing. You know, cross-gen games, mostly PS4 games. it's just like, there's just so much to look forward to, but we are just looking forward, man. <laughs> like, we aren't there yet. <laughs> we're coming up coming up on year two. I mean, damn, we're, we're less than, we're about half a year away from year two. I guess 2023 is going to be the real kickoff. I mean, at least Unreal 5 is out. <sighs> Come on, fellas. I, I need these games. <laughs> I need that. I need that only. We we gotta see what these boxes can really do. Next show says, Glad I canceled Game Pass, but regret buying the Series X. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you buy things that carry the potential for regret? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I purchase is something that. I, I even have the chance to regret purchasing, except a jacket I got that was like one size too small because I was just a little too smart for my own good reading their little sizing chart. It's like, oh, this, okay, they said it's a size bigger, so then you get the size smaller. It's about the same as this jacket. Sleeves are too short. You need to size up. So, you know, <laughs> make sure you're doing your research. And if you're going to put down that kind of money, you're going to want to be satisfied with what you get on the other side. Let's talk to this last, y'all. Oh, you tired of this bullshit? Next troll says, "This is fucking Bethesda. The world will end before they release a non-buggy mess that gets fixed by fans." Yeah. Uh, first of all, we have no idea what condition Starfield is in. Just assuming it's a buggy mess is just that's it. like you're you're coming to the stage. You're coming to the stage on the belly room telling knock knock jokes. Let's put a little more thought and ingenuity into our trolling going forward. That is going to be a buggy mess. Okay, but that's the joke. Ooh. <laughs> and come on, fellas. If you're going to be doing the troll thing, at least revolutionize the game the way that you say the video games. do. not <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I'm just being mean. AMC, how, how do you feel about all this nonsense?
1: I mean, yeah, um... Pretty much what you said. It's going back to that PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now story when people are buying years of PlayStation Now subscriptions without even knowing what the offering was going to be for the yeah. new PlayStation Plus, um, just setting themselves up to be upset in some way, shape, or form.
0: I got a decade of this shit. It's not yeah. even good.
1: <laughs> We've already had like so many discussions about people. You know, pre-ordering games, getting it, and then being upset with the day one version of the game, Mm -hmm. and then just... Always having to remind people you didn't have to pre order it, you could have waited. <laughs> you literally did not have to give them your money in advance.
0: <laughs> like, didn't. do people think that it's a limited edition?
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. This digital, out. this digital version is a limited, they're doing limited, <laughs> they don't want it's all gonna the money. Go, it's gonna go bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, with this, like buying a $500 console. For a game that isn't going to come out for a year, if that, a game that you have not seen anything of, you've only watched dev diaries on, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, like it'd be like buying Activision Blizzard stock and not knowing like what's going to happen with Diablo Four. You got to wait for the game to come <laughs> out. Um,
0: and so yeah, no, I'm it, buying that stock before Diablo. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not
1: trying to catch that growth on the
0: way up, I'm to right at the dip. I'm going to get it
1: now. Yeah. um, And so, yeah. uh, I mean, these people are just setting themselves up to be upset that buyer's remorse is real. Um, So, yeah, it it is what it is. Uh, They're going to be upset. And if the game comes out and it kills, then they'll forget about what they said. And they'll be in the PlayStation lobby trolling. (laughs) <laughs> As per usual. <laughs> Saying, oh, I'm, like, I'm liking my Starfield. What are you guys playing over no. there? <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't
0: wait for it. <laughs> For just the crème de la crème trolling once Xbox finally puts out its next first party title.
1: Oh, yeah, it's, it's an X game. Um, like, look we got. Just buy three copies of the game for no reason exactly. and playing it on Game Pass. <laughs> eat,
0: eat two of and play one. <laughs>
1: Swimming, yeah. Um, <laughs> swimming with it. <laughs> swimming. Oh man, it's great. Um, but yeah. Anyways, um, it's stupid. It's dumb. But hopefully, the game comes out and it does well because I do like Bungie. I like what they have to offer, and I like to see Todd Howard just you know stunt on these hoes as they hang it on the sidelines. So, do you put out your good you, game sorry. and? Keep it coming. That's all I got to say. Let's see. A-Dub. This is what I got in the next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. So in an interview with somebody (laughs) i didn't i didn't write down everything a dub but anyways so in a recent interview the sony ceo kinshira yoshida when asking about you know being um being interviewed about their acquisition of Bungie, he made a comment that was pretty interesting and i would like you to elaborate on your thoughts of what he was getting at a dub so this is what he had to say we believe it will be a catalyst to enhance our live game services capabilities which we had already discussed in the past, they have, they have a plan to release, I think, like 11 live service games in the future. Um, so that, that is not what I was asking about, but this is the part that's important. Our acquisition of Bungie also represents a major step forward in becoming more multi-platform. So dub, what does he mean about PlayStation, about Sony becoming, having, stepping in a more multi-platform stance? Within the industry, what do you think? Well,
0: I, I think you know what this means, man.
1: What does it mean, Aw Are they going third party? It means somebody's going third party.
0: <laughs> it's over. Sorry, they're going third party. No, what this more than likely means is that they'll probably be doing simultaneous PC releases, or just more more of their first party titles going to PC. I mean, they they ha- they bought a studio that is specifically geared toward porting console games to pc and yeah with bungie they said that when they acquired them that they weren't going to be developing exclusives so you know they would still be multi-platform which is you know a odd decision but one that makes sense sony is in the business of selling games and you'd only be shooting yourself in the foot if you spent billions of dollars on a studio or a group of studios underneath the publisher, only to keep their games exclusive while also offering them day one for free on a subscription service. You know, who would do something like that? Anyway, this one, <laughs> this one, we'll just have to see. It all depends on what Bungie is doing. So you know, people still trolling like, oh, they they overpaid. We don't know what they're doing. They, they might have some. They might have a project worth. 10 times what was spent on them and suddenly Sony's a genius and you probably still will not want to acknowledge that because gamers don't remember when they're wrong. However, you know, don't really know how to interpret it. It's a lot of wait and see, but, you know, Sony's clearly reorienting themselves around a more, a more higher dollar oriented business approach uh, with the live service games Hey, I just hope they're good. I'm not too into live service games, but as long as the gameplay is there, as long as, in microtransactions, you know, as long as as long as it's a good game, it'll take care of itself. And you know what? If they aren't good games, or if the people really do speak with their wallets, then Sony may not end up pursuing that direction much further than those eleven games. I'm always down to see. What the effort is going to be And how it's going to be executed Because you never know where that Next sliver of greatness Is going to come from And you got to take all your slivers of greatness While you can, life is short Experience all that's available to you How do you feel, MC?
1: Yeah, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting um, Yeah, as you said, there's no way to really understand It's, 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 it's somewhat vague It's actually very vague What he's trying to say, Moving There are more multi-platform stands But um, yeah, I mean as you mentioned, Bungie, they're pretty much going to be treated like an independent studio. And with that, they're going to, they can still make multi-platform games. We know about their MLB deal, um, going multi-platform. So it is now on Xbox and the switch. Maybe they're seeing some of those numbers there and realizing the success of, you know, having a game like that, not necessarily a, a first party property as far as like, you know, characters, name and likeness, all that bullshit. But, um, you know, a sports franchise, things like that. And so maybe thinking about things along those lines. Um, so yeah, that I, I doubt, yeah, we would ever see like the true first party games like God of War, things like that, going over to you know the Switch or over to Xbox. But yeah, as you said, that that PC also focused too. You're seeing sales there. We've we heard from Capcom saying that they were gonna start prioritizing PC. Um, more and so we're seeing that there's probably a big growth in that space and so there's an area there where they can make money and you know on top of all that like we've we've discussed in the past games are more expensive and gamers don't want to pay (laughs) don't want to pay anymore and so they have to figure out ways in order to make more money out of their products and so this is another way to do that by having games on other platforms i guess the The next question I would have for you is could you see, you know, with their live service initiative um, to get, you know, I think they said 11 games or so out there and then, you know, I guess try to get these all out, see which one sticks and then, you know, put more money behind that game and live service games being all about, you know, the community and having as many players as possible a la, you know, Fortnite and things like that. Could you see them putting out these a couple of these live service games on other consoles just to build up that community a little bit more outside of the Sony ecosystem. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> not much
0: out there. I mean, totally. That's that's what they're set up to do. So they're as I said before, they're in the business of selling games. So the best way you can do that is to get your game in as many places as it can be. Like I doubt that this multi-platform approach is going to extend further than Bungie or these live service games. So, you know, people, they're not going third party. They're just keeping the third party approach in their pursuit to maintain market dominance or probably retake it given, you know, the way sales are going this month or
1: past month. Mm-hmm. All right, what, what else you got, a We got,
0: got a little quick hit. Yes, sir. A little something for that. As the developers of the Dead Space remake came back, they were showing off some art and talking about, I think they were talking about, like, the sound of Dead Space. But they gave us a little more pertinent info. They let us know that the Dead Space remake will be releasing on January 27th. Mm -hmm. So AMC, as a lover of horror... How does
1: this make you feel? <laughs> I can't wait. A-Dev. I'm turning <laughs> off all the lights. doing watching me play. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just have you stream it. Just sit there for my house. Um, yeah. That's uh, awesome. I can't wait for this one to come out because from what I've seen, everything looks great. It's a franchise that everybody loves. It, as I, as I've mentioned, it's, I'm actually considering playing this one just because what? of uh, yeah, just because of the, uh, yeah, just drop the mic. Um, yeah, just based off of everything I've heard about this game, and then just no game has really done what they've done. Like since then, as far as like the focusing on finding the vulnerability and the, the limbs and things along those lines in certain areas of strike and cutting enemies in half, and to see how they can now take that to the next level with the next gen hardware. Um, as you said, the game is still unique and. I, I have no idea how long ago the original Dead Space came out. And because of and, that... that uh, yeah, I think it was uh, 14 years ago. Yeah, and so because of that, that uniqueness and then revisiting that in a, in a remake type of setting, um, I think that that has my interest. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how this goes. I got to open this door because this cat won't stop me out. I want you to talk again for the next two seconds.
0: Yeah, just, you know, thinking about when the original came out, it's kind of shocking that it was such a long time ago because i remember like that 2008 2009 yes. span was just it's all games that changed my life within those two years you had fallout 4 you had demon souls you had gta 4 you had g you had a metal gear solid 4 you had what is that other one? Oh, demon souls <laughs> like 2008 and 2009 were absolutely monstrous like i discovered bethesda games did i discover bethesda games that way no that was like that was when i discovered fallout and my mind was completely blown with what you could do with that especially when it was first person but then i pushed the button and it went to third person i was just like wait a minute in it (laughs) what is going on but dead space was a game first of all it's it's visuals hold up even to this day i mean people can't stop saying that and it is absolutely true but like it had astounding visuals a creative art style it was one of the best uses of the unreal engine i had ever seen especially with the the camera control because you could flip it around and look at look at your character and it just it had just the right depth and the characters had just the right like height and proportions it just it looked so proper it was the sci-fi horror that i had always dreamed of you're just on this derelict ship and you're you're trying to survive the best you can you're putting together what happened you're seeing increasingly horrifying grotesque creatures coming at you i can't say enough about dead space has zero g managing your oxygen going on the spacewalk (laughs) you got your weapons you're not even like a trained fighter you're just you're an engineer you're picking up mining tools and using those to, to just take apart these enemies you're using hazards and items within the environment using pieces of enemies as weapons against them. There's absolutely nothing like Dead Space. So this remake is going to be a big deal. I'm day one on it. I support everything that's being done with it. And knowing that you're you're going to be getting into it, now I really hope that it is just a top grade product. Because no matter how it turns out, I would have loved it anyway, because Dead Space is Dead Space to me. But knowing that the homies gonna be getting in it. And I, I know how you feel about horror, so this is a big deal for me because this this is one of those classic games. Like this is one of the greatest games ever made. Especially being sci-fi being horror being third person. It, it came out of nowhere with EA. So I'm extremely pumped for that. I want to hear every one of your impressions I want to hear all, all your theories yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> I'm so pumped. Yes. But yeah. I got one more quick hit. What you got, AW? Techland. Mm-hmm. The homies, developers mm-hmm. of Dying Light, supporters of Dying Light. Mm-hmm. Long after its launch, even um, just recently upgraded all owners of Dying Light to the, the next gen enhanced edition. Mm. So I'm gonna have to make sure I go and download that. But our boys and our ladies over at Techland just put out the first concept art for what will be an open world fantasy RPG. (gasps) I got a little more info for you AMC. Mm. We know Dying Light, Dying Light 2, the first person games, first person parkour, day night cycle zombies everywhere melee oriented combat this is gonna be third person it might be first and third person so it's nice to have another developer getting into offering that kind of choice but yeah man i'm excited about this the art looks awesome i'm looking forward to seeing gameplay amc i don't i don't know how in the tech land or dying light you are but how does this news move you within
1: I'm pretty excited about this. A um, couple things: one, love that um, fully next gen experience. So this is now there. This is just more and more of a sign that these developers are getting out there cross gen games right now, and then they are moving on from yes, the last carry. gen. Carry. So looking forward to that. Um, also, just as you said, um, something you had mentioned in the past with Elden Ring and um, just how well crafted the world was. And you know, I, I haven't played Dying Light. Dying Light too but what I do like about this, and not saying that these are going to be fantasy parkour games, <laughs> but the um, what they're saying is more yeah. like <laughs> yeah, every yeah. every um, yeah, jumping from tree to tree, shit like that, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, but Jump yeah, on, on carts, vegetable <laughs> stands, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be great. But um, just that idea that so you said with Elden Ring, it's just a well crafted world and. Them making Dying Light, Dying Light Two, a game that's centered around parkour is that that requires an attention to detail because they're all about traversal in those style of games and taking that attention to detail and now translating that into a fantasy open world. I, I will like to see what that will look like, especially on a fully next gen experience. Um, and so, yeah, this is this is a potential moment. Um, I mean, obviously, the the bar is guerrilla games going from their first person what kill zone game to then a third person open world experience with horizon zero dawn and mm-hmm. you know and then they just take over the world from there um seeing if techland if they have something in them of that capability just because we do know that the community loves dying light in that entire franchise they fully support it and they show that by they show they honor that support from their community by fully supporting their games continually. Um, and so to see that now in this open world setting in a possibly third person experience, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting good things from that. And I, maybe this is their game that takes them to, you know, that takes them to another level as far as like the top tier developers within the industry.
0: That tipping point, I'm telling you this, this current gen, the tipping points are going to be much more satisfying to cross with, with these developers. Once they figure out their formula, like, oh, we can make a masterpiece too. Like, that's insane. I love yeah. when I love when developers like find their bankai.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. And it's like it's great too because we haven't even seen of this generation what are gonna be the things that you know everybody copies because it's so early in it. Like it's like one of the things I was noticing, like as I was watching Arkham of Knights. And uh, they're showing a little gameplay demo of Nightwing, and they were talking about like traversal. And his thing is, he has you know chakra and a
0: goddamn glider,
1: a glider, yeah. And it's like Horizon had it, and you know the first time I really saw it um, was in was Zelda Breath of the Wild. And you know every game is going to have it <laughs> now, uh, just like like when like the grappling hook became a thing, and then every game had the grappling hook. And so yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that next gen or current gen whatever gameplay mechanic that then everybody's like oh, I got to get that shit that shit's hot I got to get that in my game we still See, have now,
0: this- I, I still get a little upset when people credit like hang gliders with breath of the wild because we got to roll it back a little bit more and give the proper credit where it's due just cause to <laughs> that goddamn parachute uh, with the, okay. the game had the grappling hook and a parachute and you use the grappling hook to give you the momentum to then deploy your parachute and just fly around the world.
1: <laughs> yeah <on a> parachute. <laughs> silly. yeah no i do know exactly what you're talking about I remember watching eventually the they had they had
0: like the wingsuit and then like a jetpack or something yeah <laughs> but nothing beats the the grappling hook parachute combo <laughs> The grappling hook that you could then, like, attach objects in the world to other objects. So if a car is driving by, you can shoot a grappling hook at the ground, shoot it at the car, and the car will flip. Yeah,
1: it's very much the... Uh I forgot the other game, but you know how like Gears of War is often credited with like cover system, but then there was like that other game that came out. Kill Switch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's uh oh just...
0: 2 that was just all cover shooting. You
1: Nobody know, gives it credit. <laughs> yeah, so it's,
0: you it's the... Gears popularized it. It's like yeah, Kill Switch invented it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so it's there's there's the one that po- there's the one that made it, but then you know, it's like there were there were touch screen phones, but the iPhone made the touchscreen a thing <laughs> yeah like i had
0: a touchscreen phone before an iPhone yeah my just, sister gave it to me
1: yeah and then and then iPhone comes along and then people are like oh yeah like <laughs> yeah it's like a, they they took it and then they made it a thing where people they made it accessible i guess or whatever but yeah um so yeah it, it'll be interesting to see what will be that thing that like comes from this uh current generation that everybody's like i, I gotta get that shit going and so yeah as we get more of these True next-gen games, I I can't wait to see those developments come into play.
0: Hopefully it's a more carefully crafted open world now that Elden Ring is out and showed everybody that, hey, you can make a quality experience over a large landmass if you just build the world around the game instead of building the game within the world. But hey, that's just my opinion. Is that all well, you got, A For quickies, I'm heads? all out of ideas. I'm all out of stories. Yes,
1: sir. All right. Well, this is Control Issues. I am A M C. This
0: is A Dub. We are Control Issues. Thanks for playing, suckers.